Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Do you know that Roman 10 and 14 ends by saying these words, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Kraft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Now, here is today's message. There are a whole lot of things that you and I have erected since we've been saved that God never intended for us to erect or to build. And today I came to tell you that you need to tear it all down and do some reconstruction. You're going to rebuild it. Because the scripture tells us that when the word goes out to anybody that's listening, it says that it falls on various grounds. And the scripture actually named the different grounds that it falls on. On the first one, it says that it is the seed that is sown. It says Satan comes immediately and steals the word out of the heart of the one that received it. Yes, sir. Listen, the scriptures say he doesn't waste time. He comes immediately to steal what you received in your spirit. Yes, sir. Because the word seed that you receive would bring life to you, a life that you've never had. Are you with me now? You're familiar that the Bible speaks of uh, at least four different words that spell just like L-I-F-E, but they mean four different things. The one that I'm talking about is the one that spells Z-O-E. It is a Zolite. That's the life that Jesus promised anyone that will receive him. You recall that, don't you? John 5, 24, 25. John 3, 16. And other scriptures in the Bible that says that he would give you an eternal life. Now, that eternal life that he promised you, everybody that received is called incorruptible life. Amen. It is indestructible life. Yeah. And I know only a handful of you can really receive me. I know that. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway, so if I plant the seed, you know, somewhere along the line, you'll get a little bit more, a little bit more. You say, that's what Bishop was talking about. <laughs> See, every day we wake up not being conscious or cognizant at all about what we have become in Christ. We get up every morning seeing ourselves the way we did when we went to bed, just another person in the world. Not being fully aware that the, the life that made you, God, lives in you. 
And so you are of a different species. You're made in the same class God is made in. Let me say that again, Godly. You're made in the same class of being that God is made. So, spend a few minutes with me then. I got some things I want to share with you. Uh, mm, okay, God. Turn your Bible to Psalms 127. It's not necessarily a part of my message, but I, I, I just want to put it out there. What about that? I might even go to Proverbs chapter 24 too to make this point, then I move on to my message. If you don't allow the teaching that you get to bring a renewal in your spirit every time you sit under the word, you're not really growing. Did you hear what I just said? You just uh, went to church another day. I mean, basically, that's, that's, that's it. You went to church another day. Amen. You have to allow the word to renew the real you. Yes, sir. Yeah. When you sit down at the table, eat bread and meat, greens or whatever, amen, it's renewing something that's going to eventually die. Yeah. The body. We are to renew our minds because our spirit, our new received spirit depends on your mind being renewed. Ayah, Kose, your new creation and your spirit depends on your mind being renewed. What is that for? That's to make you, as the Bible say, more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. That's how you become that. Otherwise, you're just speaking into the air. Everything that God says about us, amen, to him is right. It's true. To us, if we never really re- embrace it and receive it, it's just something that's said, and that's all. It has no life in it, right. which means that it can't produce anything. You there? All right. Read Psalm 127 and verse 1 for me, please, and then we'll get on with the message. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Read again for me, Bree. I, I, I don't think everybody heard what you said. Read again. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, 
In, in, in Matthew chapter 6, you can just write that down because I'm moving on. In verse 25 through 34, you'll see that Jesus alluded to that same uh, verse of scripture right there. Amen. Uh, unless we become completely dependent on God, completely dependent, one of the things that the carnal mind will try to tell you and convince you of this, and the devil will also help that carnal mind, is that there's something that you yourself need to do. And because we grew up doing that, and that's all we knew to do, it's so easy to fall back into that. Because that's what we do. God meant for us to have dropped the shelves, so to speak. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember what he said? He said, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall wear. Something that will sustain life. Am I right? He said, don't take no thought for it. So you see, having the human mind, you would think to yourself in a subliminal way, in a sublime way, amen, that, yeah, I, I read that, but hey, who's going to take thought for me if I don't take thought for myself? You see? You don't even have to be conscious of that. It's almost automatic. Because you automatically feel that there's something I have to do to make it work. You see what I'm saying? So that's why, unless the mind is renewed, renewed, you understand what I'm saying? Not that I read the Bible. Mm-mm. No, mind renewed. Unless the mind get to that place, amen, you never come to the place where you drop the shovel and let it go. I'm going to throw this in for free. You, you recall that when Adam did sin, he, he and his wife Eve, when they did sin, God told him that one of the things that would happen because of that, that would be a type of curse to him was that he would have to live now by the sweat of his brow. Yeah. You're saying... Prior to that, he didn't know nothing about no sweat or no brow. He knew absolutely nothing about worrying or being concerned about anything. Why? Everything was given to him. So there was nothing to worry about. When he sinned, he plunged into something so terrible that all of a sudden he now got to be responsible for his bread and meat. No animal was killed for food, even though it was his as if he wanted to kill it. God gave it to him. He doesn't think he wanted with it. But it was not used to sustain his life. Sin brought that on. Now, this is the thing I want you to get now before I move on. Amen. We're either new creations or we're not. Amen. Amen. Come on, go with me, y'all. Yeah. Well, 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 let me let me ask the question that you refuse to ask. Uh, 
Pastor, what is a new creation? It is something that has never existed before. Amen. It is straight from heaven. Yeah. It is not of uh, the flesh. It is not of blood. John chapter yes, 1, sir. verses 12 through 14. It is not by the will of man. It is not by the will of the flesh. It is something that was given from heaven. Yeah. You didn't have to earn it. You didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to do nothing. It was just given to you. Now, if you could just embrace that for a minute, the new life that you have, you didn't do nothing to have it. No. Did you? No. Do you know where I'm going to go with that? Amen. You didn't have to do anything. It was just given to you. You ready? And, and you received it with no problem. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saved. And you went and told somebody, I'm saved. I'm saved. Watch this here. That would be then your whole new life. Yes, sir. <laughs> ain't, ain't that funny? Ain't that funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we receive salvation, but we don't understand that, well, what is salvation then? There you go. That you have a brand new life given to you that you didn't earn, didn't do nothing to have, didn't do nothing to get, and it didn't come from your mom and daddy. Which means that that life is not the same life that's in your mom and daddy. So I just wanted to take a few minutes. I didn't mean to go this far. I just wanted to tell you that all that crazy struggle, struggling that we do daily, man, forget that. You know, Pastor, I, I don't know what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what to do if I, if I didn't do that. Wow. Bless your heart. Amen. Try reading your Bible and yeah. believe what it says. Yeah. Try that right there. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. You have become a brand new something that has never existed. Now watch this here. The Lord say everything about you is now new. Yeah. Yeah. It says old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You get me now? Yeah. Amen. You are brand new. Yes, sir. You are brand new. Yes. It says spanking brand new. Never existed before. Never existed before. Something brand new. Woo! God, don't look at your look at your faces. Amen. Let, let me move on. Let me move on. I want to talk about today, in case you're taking notes, living in the new. Jesus made you new. He expects for you to walk in the new and not the old. Amen. All right, now, according to Peter, amen, he paid a serious, precious price for you and me. First Peter chapter 1, verse 19. A serious price he paid. Amen. The Bible said that Jesus himself is that precious stone, the precious living stone. And Peter goes on to say, and you also are living stone, meaning that you are a rock made from the rock that made you. Yeah. 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 
You're everything that God is. And for you to see yourself any differently from that, then you're cheating yourself out of a life, amen, that Jesus paid for you to have. If you to see yourself any less than that right there. Can you imagine the devil saying, this time I'm going to kill you? I say, you can't. <laughs> you said you want to, but I'll prove it over and over and over and over again. I will. Why? Because Jesus paid for me to have it. Hey, I'm not going to... Take that, amen, and, and not do anything with it. He gave it to me. Amen. So let me help you out. Amen. So whether it be heart trouble, a kidney problem, lung problem, whatever you got, praise God, you have every right to stand up and say, devil, you a liar. That is not mine. And if you have to do it over and over again because he continued to, to attack you, do it over and over again. One thing you don't do, you don't let him have it. You don't give it to him. Anybody can lay down and die. See, y'all young. That's why you ain't paying me no attention. You're young. But that's a good thing you're getting it right now. You hear me? All right, then. When you start getting older, you know, and the doctors start giving you diagnoses and things like that, you say, no, sir. No, sir. Couldn't be. It just couldn't be. That ain't what God said. It couldn't be. People, let me tell you something. I didn't, talk, I didn't come here to talk about me, but I'm going to be honest with you. Amen. This is something that I don't even think I shared with the church. I might have. I don't remember whether I did or not. Amen. When they told me that I had cancer, I told the man, I don't believe that. He said, well, you do. I said, well, I don't believe it. So he went and got the pictures and came back. He said, what is that right there? I said, well, I'm sorry. I left the hospital. I'm sorry. See you. See you. So one year later, they told me, you letting the cancer spread. Not once. I'm trying to help somebody. Not once did that enter my mind. It might have been something that they saw on the screen. I said it didn't enter here. Let me say, let me help you. It might have been something that they were looking at. I said it didn't enter here. It didn't. I'm about to help you right now. Amen. I didn't let it in. Since I'm the gatekeeper, I didn't let it in. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So they said, well, you need to bring your wife. I'm like, okay, so for what? But, but I brought her. I took her with me. And... Dr. Al, 
And I said, uh, well, there she is. And he said, Mrs. Crabb, your husband has cancer. And you know, like most women, you know, they, you know. So, no, well, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. But what, you know. So they asked him, so they asked him, said, um, well, he needs to have surgery, uh, Mrs. Crabb. She looked at me and she said, I'm going with my hood. I'm going with whatever he say. And I said, I don't want want to go through no more surgery. I I don't want this. I don't want this. But they kept showing me where the cancer was spreading. I bet you none of y'all knew that. I bet you. Did you? Because I didn't change. Let me help you. I didn't change. I kept right on doing what I always do. And I learned many years ago, amen, that it's best not to talk about it. Amen. You're going to make a decision one way or the other, but it's best not to discuss it. Because what happened, Satan uses your words. Not what somebody else said about you, but what you say about you. I'm, I'm trying to help you, but you ain't listening to me. It ain't so much of what somebody else said about you. It's what you say about you. You're the gatekeeper. So long story short, I made the decision to go ahead and do the surgery. And they did the surgery. And so many weeks after that, I've gotten how many? Uh, three, four, yeah, about three, four weeks later, amen, I went up there, and the doctor said, Mr. Crab. And I said, yes, sir. He said, there were 48 lymph nodes. He said, not one of them. Not one of them. A cancer. What can I say? What, what, can, can, I, what can I say? What can I say? Not one of them. A cancerous. Uh, yeah. You know what God will do for you if you can believe, amen, in his word? You know what God will do for you? You ready for this? He will keep you alive. Hallelujah. The life that you and I receive is called indestructible life. That's the life that you and I receive. It is indestructible life. Now let me tell you something. You know how old you are right now? How old are you? You're you going to have to watch that right there. How old are you? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm the same age God is. <laughs> look, look, look. 
the Bible said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, amen, that we now have God's divine nature. God's divine nature. That's the new creation he made you. And he does not age. You say, well, 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 Bishop, I just think that's a lot of talk called eventually you're going to get old. No, no, this is what the Bible say. This is what the Bible teach. Amen. That my body will age, but not me. Come on, bro. Come on. The body will. Amen. Watch this here. Amen. But you can even prolong People just don't know that. You can. Amen. And you can keep the youth, amen, for a long time in your body. Consider this. John 6, 63. He said, my word is spirit and it is life. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 19 through 22 tells you that the word of God, amen, keeps all your bones. Yes, sir. Heal your flesh. The scripture says in Psalms 91, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Hallelujah. Long life. Proverbs chapter 3 says, lift the days. Bible says if anybody would love to have a, a good long life, let him what? Keep his mouth from what? From speaking God. Deception. Don't say what God didn't say about you. Don't you say about yourself what God didn't say about you. Say what God said about you. I want to box with you a little bit. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's so easy to say it, and Lord have mercy. Amen. You couldn't live in the house with me because I'm going to hear it when you say, oh, you know, you get to my, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. That's the only time you worship God. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, God, oh, God, oh, help me, Jesus, help me, Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. And speaking guile, I call it guile. It is deception. My pain, my hurt, my toe, my thigh, my knee, my oh, oh God, oh God. You just worship God, oh God. Heaven Jesus, hallelujah. Pray the Lord. <laughs> Only time you worship. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. You were not something that was just thrown together. Hallelujah. No one knows how long it took for God to see Adam in his mind and design and create him. 
The Bible don't tell you how long it took God to do that. All we know is that when God finished designing Adam in his mind, he made him. He created him. Are you with me? No one knows how long it took for God to recreate man. Did you hear what I just said? When God was designing this new creation, amen, we don't have no idea. The Bible don't give you any clue. All we know, amen, at some time, amen, God would make me. Go to uh, 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 Isaiah 43 for me, please. Isaiah 43. I'm not going to read all of it. I want to, but I'm not. Let me know when you're there. All right, Isaiah 43. I'm going to start at verse 11. That's not so bad. I say, I even I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Verse 13. Indeed, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? Verse 14. Thus said the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, the Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your king. Thus said the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariots and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished, extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Verse 18. Do not remember the formal things. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You shall not know it. Let me tell you something. God tolerate things' existence for as long as he can. You got to know that when man sinned, the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 8, amen, that the whole, the whole world plunged down into that sin and now groans for the sons of God, amen, to be revealed, amen. So everything plunged down in it, right? Everything then became something of age or something that would eventually age, amen. It's a wonder if God hadn't gotten rid of it. He promises it over and over again. He's going he gonna to get rid of it. And when he gets rid of it, amen, 
He wants a new heaven and a new earth. The old heaven and the old earth would be totally dissolved or burned. Because God's nature is that way. Amen. He wants life and not death. Amen. One of the last enemies that God will eventually get rid of is death. Because God is a God of life. And not death. God is a God of prosperity. God is a God of of blessings and goodness. Look, if you will, at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Let's start in verse 12, if you will. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. <laughs> and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Verse 17. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever. Now look, if you will, at verse 17. Verse, verse 16 and then 17. It says, however, for this reason I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Do you see that? And then it says, now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God. That's the way you are created. 1 John 3 and 2 says, behold, you have become sons of God. Romans chapter 8, 
verses 15 through 17 said that we are to cry out, Abba, Father, amen. We are made just like Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Now, that's something that God wants us to fully and completely accept. First Timothy chapter six and verse 16. Ah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read verse 11. It says, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on what? Eternal life. I thought you had already received it. Let me ask you, why would you have to lay hold on it if you had already received it? Just want to get you thinking here. Eternal life was granted to each one of us. And what we're in a habit of doing is receiving it in part. Rather than receiving what Jesus Christ died for us to have. The man of God urges us to take hold of that eternal life that we've been granted. In other words, we are to embrace it, become it, live it. And Pastor Crowd, what would become of us if we done that for real? Oh, my God. Now, I can say this because I've been on this trail for a minute because I saw that it was there. When I watched, and I, I know it's old. I don't say it 1,000 times, but I'm just telling those that didn't hear it. Amen. When I watch a man speak to fire and the fire obeyed him, I was completely blown out the socket. Man, are they what in the world? The stove was on fire. The flame had gone across the ceiling. I mean, it just blazing up. And I didn't know what to call the fire department or try to put it out myself. But I panicked and I ran to get the, the rug off the floor and put it in the bathtub and, you know, wet it down and then try to put it out. When I came back up the hall, he said, no. He looked at the fire. And he said, in the name of Jesus, fire come down. And the fire went down into the frying pan and said, boosh. I said, Jesus. Now, I don't never stop talking about this because I was eyewitness to this. I saw this. I said, Jesus. I said, man, I said, God, my wife going to kill me, man. The black smoke was just rolling in the, in the house. He said, no, open the front door. 
I open up the front door. He said, open the back door. Open my back door. He said, in the name of Jesus, wind come forth. And the wind blew the smoke out the door. And I said, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. This is the man that I watched speak to ants, and they obeyed him. I don't have to exaggerate nothing. We lived in a house with him. Didn't we? Fell asleep and ants for something reasons after something. That just came across the wall. You know how they do the, the army thing. They're marching. Amen. He woke up and saw the ants and said, in the name of Jesus, I curse you. Amen. And they were cursed. And they were cursed. That ain't no joke. That ain't no joke. I never forget the day that I was complaining about a few mice that I couldn't seem to get, catch them. Uh, this is before Sticky Pad got to be popular. Yeah. Amen. So he heard me when I was talking. He said, Brother Cliff, won't you just curse him? I do what? He said, curse him. I didn't have no better sense than this. In the name of Jesus, I curse you mice. I curse you rats. You cannot come back to my house, da 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 People, I learned quite a bit from that man. He discipled me for years. And I saw stuff with my own eyes that I didn't know existed. But it's what they practice in Africa. When they do church, they do church. One last thing and I move on. I called to Love World to make a pledge. I wanted to sow something and to buy some, some new books. And the lady that I was talking to, I told her, I said, well, I said, I was a, I was discipled by an African. She's African. I said, uh, his name was Lucky OVG. She said, oh, they go deep. I said, they go deep. She said, yeah, they go deep. And I said, yeah, you're right, they do. They don't believe, the ones I'm talking about, they don't believe that we're supposed to go through all the stuff that we go through. They do not believe that. To them, sickness and diseases, it just, it just don't exist for them. Amen. I'm talking about Pastor Chris, you know him. Nah. And So many of the songs that we sing to worship and praise God, they would turn it off if they heard it. They don't agree with it. Amen. And I've gotten to a place that I'm like that too. 
I can now hear the songs. Now, I couldn't at first. I was enjoying the beat, the music, the sound, and all of that because it sounds good. Amen. But when I start tuning in and listening, I say, you're right. Jesus. What are we worshiping? What are we saying? So many of those songs do not line up with what's in the Bible. No. The Bible says, whom the Son of God has made free, he is free. You can't change that. Look at the way you're looking at me. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. John chapter 8, verse 31, 32, 33. Say, whom the Son of God has made free, he is free. He's free. Think about it. You ready for this? I came to tell you today that God wants you from this day forward to be the new creation that he made you to be. Be new. Be new. So I said, be new. I got to beg you to amen to be new. Say, be new. It's because you can't see yourself being that way. You're so afraid that when you get up in the morning, you won't be new. <laughs> Look what the Bible says about this here. Romans 6 and 4. Look at that. Tell me what it said. Romans 6 and 4. I came to tell you, brother, sister, you are so new. You're so new. You're so new. You should not think of uh, evil things about yourself. Amen. How, many, how, how long have I been saying that? You don't, you don't think crazy stuff about yourself. And then, and then I'm trying to say this to a saint, and they go, but, but, Bishop, but Bishop, you don't know what I feel like right now. So you don't see, that's your problem right there. It ain't, what are you trying to feel that for, God? God my son, what are you trying to feel it for? What, you want to touch it? You want to feel it? <laughs> Think about it. Think about that. Look at the way you look at me. You mad with me? What are you trying to feel it for? That's right. Call we human and we uh, call, call we human and we got feeling, Bishop. <laughs> but you also have a mind to make a decision to decide what you want to feel and what you don't want to feel. Think about it. Somebody said, uh, "Pray for a minute, day." I had I had a bad I had a bad day, you know. Uh, depression tried to set in. Well, did you let it? You see what I'm saying? You said it tried to set in. Did you let it set in? You don't let depression become your your favorite company. They have no reason associating with you. So next time depression comes, say, look, we're no kin. Amen. We're not friends. Amen. I have no association with you. Period. What are you not only coming to mess my day up, you're trying to kill me too. Yeah. Yeah. You give me ulcers. You make my stomach bleed. You give me bad headaches. I had to go buy medicine for my head. You know, you just you just messing me up. I will not receive it. Anything I cannot change. And God gave me faith to change some things. But then there's some things, amen, that I cannot change. Guess what? I'm not going to fool with that. 
I'm not going to fool with that because I can't change it. That's okay. You got to go with me, amen. Everything that I can change, amen, I'm going to change it. Everything that I can't change, I'm going to leave it alone. I can't change it. Glory be to God. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 10. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Y'all see that? Glory be to God. The word means deathless. Deathlessness is what it means. See, see, death, we talked about this in Bible class one night. Remember, we looked up the word cessation, and we looked up the word incipient. Remember? Remember we read the definition? Amen. All sicknesses and diseases are nothing but incipient death. They came about, amen, when Adam sinned. According to the Bible, Romans chapter 5, Jesus, amen, took that out of the way, amen, and gave us another kind of life. Because we were made in the beginning not to die. Amen. Are you listening? Yes, sir. That's why God designed us in the beginning, not to die. Yes. Adam brought death through sin. Yes. Remember the Bible says uh, death entered in through sin? Yes. Or sin through death? They're the same. So when Adam sinned, according to Romans chapter 5, amen, death got in on it too. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. But for the longest of time, when Adam sinned, men still lived to get over 900 years old. Why? Because death hadn't had a way to get in there. When, when, when Adam sinned, when Adam sinned, let's, let's go there. It's not a part of my message, but I need you to see this here. You need to see it. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 5. See, the Bible teach that you and I are of Christ, that's just here, meaning that we are what he is and who he is, Christ. That's why we're called Christ ends, Christians, right? C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. So we're called Christ ends. Are you with me? 
meaning that we are of his substance, what Christ is. Christ is, according to Isaiah, amen, the anointed one. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians, amen, chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, 21, amen, that you and I have received the anointed. Amen. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 27 said, you and I have received an unction from the, the Lord, amen, with the, the anointed, yes. amen, which means that Christ uh, is the anointed one. We are of his substance. That's why we can say that we are anointed. Yes. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you're afraid to claim that, amen, it'll be a long time before you can walk in it because you're afraid to claim that. You have to be able to say, I am anointed, and I don't care who nerves you get on and who you bother them, you tell them, I am anointed. He anointed me. So I'm anointed. So you don't live in denial of that. You talk about it. You confess that. You say it. You speak it. I'm anointed. I am anointed. According to the Bible, uh, the, 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 the earnest of the spirit is called what? The seal. Right? The seal. That seal, amen, is upon you. That's how I say know who you are. That's how you know who you are because of the seal that's upon you. That seal represents the anointing that you are. Hey, Shanda, you are anointed. You are the substance that he is. The simplicity of that. How could the Bible say that I'm a son of God and then say Jesus Christ is the son of God, but we are two different kind of, from two different types of substance? Okay, so now you're staring at me. Look, look, look. If Jesus is the son of God, and the Bible calls us sons of God, how come we're a different kind of son? I know, I'm trying to wake him up, man. What, what, why, how is that? How is that? So you're thinking a father and stepdaddy. Ain't no stepdaddy here. Ain't no stepdaddy here. Amen. God is our father. He's God the father. So he's God, amen, the father of Jesus. You still with me? Yeah. So you could easily say if you wanted to. How God was with Jesus Christ. He was full of power. You know that, don't you? Who went about doing good. And healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You can say how God was in. You scared? See that? See that? How God was in CJ. Amen. Who had received God's own power. Because the Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. So, so you have power. Why do we think that that power is something less than the power? I don't get that. Wait a minute. If we get crazy now. Amen. If God gave me of his power, why do I feel like that's a power of mine? You, I got you, didn't I? You, you, you're listening now. The Bible said in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yeah. Did it say it? Yes. What power did you receive then that's different from the power that God is? Uh, 
Woo, got you thinking now, don't you? Amen. If God gave you of his power, how did it become less when it got to you? Glory be to God. I want to ask you a question. Do you have the same power in you that God has in him? I wonder why. There you go. There you go. And that you are sons and daughters of the most high God. All right. Now, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Years ago, amen, I used to do what all the other preachers did. I think I quoted more scripture than they did. Amen. But I pretty much did what they did. Amen. I put scripture, then I'm going to go preaching. Okay? All right. I'm going to preach it. Amen. I found out that there were people in the church, they were not growing. And they didn't have enough information. Okay? How would I know it? Amen. When they come talk to me. Yeah. Yes, sir. See? Amen. So I began to talk to God about teaching the people. Yeah. Lord, help me to teach. And I would start out teaching and end up preaching. Amen. Look, 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 look. But God finally got me to a place, amen, where I would leave that alone because all that's called entertainment. Yeah. Amen. Mm -mm. And, and then teach the people yes. how to live the life that God gave them yes. to live, yes. to live that life. Amen. Not a life, amen, that you've become accustomed to. But a life is a brand new life that God gave you to live. So what's the last scripture I gave you? Huh? Right, look at Romans 5, if you will. And I think the best place to get started here, uh, verse 12. Verse 12. Let me know when you're there. All right, now, now verse 6 through 11 deals with Christ in our place. Okay? All right, here we go. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world. Who was he? Adam. And death, there it is, and death through sin. And thus, death spread to all men because all sin. Even before he was born into the world, he had sin. All men, sin. In other words, amen, that when little babies are born, amen, they have sin. Even though your little innocent baby haven't done anything, according to the Bible, that baby has sinned. How? Through Adam. Through Adam. Here we go. Look at verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed or credited when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Now, death reigning, meaning that death is continuing to take people out one way or the other because of that sin. Are, are you with me? If all the viruses and the, 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 the germs and the diseases and the crazy stuff, amen, that would eventually take somebody out, amen, eventually they would die because death entered into the world. When death presence, the presence itself, when death presence entered into the world, it now has spread it throughout the world. Death exists in all the world because of Adam. Do you see that? 
Let's go, because I think you're with me right now. But notice what happened. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. So men were living to be a long, long time. You know why? Because there was no law. There was no reason for condemnation. There was no reason for me to walk around with guilt. There was no reason for me to talk and say all kind of crazy things out of my mouth. So I'm still living to get old, you see? See, death eventually going to take me out because death is in the world. Amen. But death can't easily take me out because I haven't given death the right to take me out of the world. Ah, yeah, come on, go with me now. Amen. Which means that eventually, because man was sinning so badly, God had to give the law. And man literally begged God for that, and he gave it to him. Remember that? Remember they came at the foot of the mountain, and God spoke, amen, and ran? Amen. And they said, Moses, you go and talk to God for us, because we scared of him? And then when Moses came back, they said, whatever you tell us to do, we can do. God knew that they were lying, because sin was now in their nature. They couldn't do it. But when they said that, then God gave them a law. Because you just said out your mouth, you confess that you can do it. Even though sin is in your nature, you said you can do it. God said, I'm going to give you the law. So he gave them the law for Moses. And that law would eventually show them how sinful they were. Are you with me? See? But, but, oh, let me stop right there for a minute. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, Look. Look, sin is in the, the, the world, according to what we just read. It's like the air you're breathing. You're breathing in and out, sin and death. You're breathing. Why? Because you're in the world. Amen. The reason why Paul said that Satan was the god of this world, amen, he's talking about not the earth, because the earth is the Lord. Amen. He's talking about the systems. Yes, sir. Okay. And he has put all of his germs and viruses and crazy stuff that kill people out there. Are you with me? Yes, sir. But when man told God that they can do it, everything that God would tell Moses, they say, you go talk to God and whatever he say for us to do, we'll do it. Well, he stuck himself. (laughs) Now God have to give you a law for you to recognize that no, you can't. No, you can't. So he gives them a law, all right? That law is contingent. Uh, their living, rather, is contingent upon their keeping the law. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. God knew they couldn't. Yeah. So what they would do, amen, they would talk certain talk every day that Satan had taught them. The language that's in the world, people, God didn't put that language in the world. Satan put that language in the world. And way before I was saved, I was hearing all of the talk, amen, that I would use and everybody else would use it, right? Because that's all we knew. We said stuff like, man, that's not, man, that's not tickle me to death, man. I like to laugh myself to death, right? And we said so many other things, amen, that had death in it. And all we were doing was planning our own funeral. I'm so sick, I feel like I want to die. 
Well, don't worry, because you will. Are you with me, folks? We began to say things that were very unholy. Things that were very unrighteous. Things that were the opposite of God. Which made it easy for death to have access to you. So he didn't just come and just come and just kill you, but he used incipient death to kill you. Well, what was already, we talked about that last time I saw you, but what was already in the world, you see. So then death then would have to have the right to kill you. Are you with me? I often believe that the reason why some people live to be over 100, especially those that live to be 115, amen, had very little to do with their genetics. Had more so than anything in the world that the Bible talk about, it don't say that much about genetics when it comes to life. It don't say that much, amen. But it talks a whole lot about this. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Watch this. I'm going to change something in that. And those that would love death would eat that type of fruit. You with me now? I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm long. I told you that. I told you that. I'm going to be long. Let me show you something else, and then we'll get out of here. You are new. And Jesus said this here. He said, you don't put new wine into old wine skin. Matthew 9, 17. You have to make the decision, make your mind up today that you're going to be that new person, which means that you're going to have to do things differently. So that God can pour into you now that you're born again. Amen. You are a new wineskin. God can now pour the new wine into the new wineskin. And you can handle it now. The wine is life. It's new life. It is the new life in the wineskin. Glory be to God. Did we read Romans 6 and 4 or did I just quote it? Look at Romans 6 and 4.
All right. It says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That's something that has to be seen, understood, embraced, and received. Because you was not, you were not rather physically on the cross with Jesus. That make any difference at all because you didn't need to be. When he got on that cross, he got on the cross for you and for me. That has to be something that's believed and actually received. Is that there'll never be no cross for me. Never. Because he he bore that cross for me. Watch this here. What did the cross cost him? His, His life. All right, which means that he died. That's why the Bible said there'll never be no death for you. I'm totally identifying with him. If Christ, amen, had not died, then you and I would have to die. Bitch, you talking about physically? Hold that, hold that. Mm -mm. I'm trying to get your mind somewhere. Amen. But because he died for us, the Bible say we died too. Yes. The Bible say that he was buried and we were buried into baptism with him. Yes. That's total recognition with Jesus Christ. Yes. Are you with me? Here's the thing. He didn't, he didn't stay there. No. That's why you can't. Amen, Bishop. Good God. Watch this here now. Watch this here. Verse four. Therefore, We were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. See? See, as long as I let the person that I see in the mirror tell me who I am, that's what I'll be. Yeah. I can't do that no more. Oh, I have a new mirror. That the there it is. The perfect mirror, yeah. mirror is set. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. Looking at that person in, in, in the mirror, amen, can I keep me alive? Yes, if anything, it'll take me out. Yes. But I look into the perfect mirror. Yeah. And it brings life to me. Yes. It renews my cells yes. and my body. Uh, yeah. Glory be to God. It renewed the cells in my body. Colossians chapter, no, 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 no. Go to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 15. Yeah, you took a chance when you came today, didn't you? But, but, but it's okay, because, I mean, I warned you. I mean, I asked it. I said, uh, DJ, I let everybody know they need to be there Sunday. I got something to tell you what the Lord said. You knew. You are new. You, you ain't old. You're new. Glory be to God. Amen. I would love to be that little fly sitting on your shoulder as you leave here today, as you ride there. See, I don't hear what you're saying. I'll slap you every time you... Who that's... 
Who that slapping me like that? Every time you say something crazy at your mouth, slap you. Glory be to God. You knew. You knew. Amen. Look at somebody and tell me you are new. You are new. Stop thinking so old. Get that old stuff out your mind. Amen. You get in the company with somebody talking about, well, baby, let me just tell you something now. You're going to be there one day. day. All that's going to get there. Honey, we, you may not feel that pain now, but baby, sooner or later, you're going to be feeling You're only going to be trying to get out of there. I don't want to hear that conversation. See ya. I don't want to be around that. I don't. I don't. Yeah, just keep living, baby. Soon or later. Look. Galatians chapter 6. Let me know when you're there. All right. Verse 13, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another, for all the law is fulfilled. Here we go. In one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. Here, verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So contrary. My flesh can't tell me nothing. I don't want to hear it. Amen. I don't want to hear it. Are you with me? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, and I have one more scripture. Amen. I'll be through with that. Ephesians chapter 4. Amen. All right. Ephesians 4 and verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Do you hear me? Amen. Yeah. Amen. That ain't you. You don't walk like that. Listen. Some of y'all love to be in the company of people that you've been knowing all your life and you're familiar with them and y'all like to laugh and talk and act silly together and act stupid. They stupid and if you don't watch it, you'll be just as stupid as they are. You have to come away from that kind of stuff. You, so, you just think you're going to miss them so much because we've been friends all our lives. We grew up together. We've been friends. I just love them. They love me. They ain't saved yet, but they coming. Shut that out. You see, when you're in fellowship, you embrace, embrace them. You embrace yeah. them because you're, look, look, look. 
Nobody say that you don't talk to people in the world. We talk to all people. My thing is this right here. Amen. When you get in the company, amen, and the scripture talk about that, amen, you get in the company of that, amen, you embrace that. For me, spirit, for me, spirit won't let you change. It won't let you change. It won't. Because you get around them, amen, you just at home. Boy, I tell you, man. Yeah, what's up, dog? Man, I'm not a dog, man. Don't you call me no dog. I am not. A, I made in the image of Christ. Amen. I am not a dog. Oh, oh Bishop, that's just a saying, man. That's just Bishop, that ain't nothing but a saying, man. I know, but don't call me that, though. Because I ain't none of your dog. Come on now. I've been a dog. Amen. I got Mateo a clip when I got saved. I've been a dog. I've been a dog. Look, why would the Bible tell you come away from them and be separated and touch not the unclean thing? What do you think God trying to do? God said, then I'll be your father. Have you ever thought about that? God didn't even say that about being a father even though we're born again. I mean born again. He said, but you ain't came away from us. It's in your Bible. What do you mean by that? I will. All right. All right. I will. Amen. I'm doing it for him. Get mad with him. Go, go, go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Is that 1 Corinthians chapter 6? Two, two. That one put it in there two, three times. Amen. It, uh, well, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to read this one here from 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 6. I mean 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. Watch this here. Y'all get there now. Verse 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to show you why it's so hard for some people to change. They say, I do all, I do the best I can. God understand. No, he don't. God gave you his own spirit. Yeah. And you tell me, he understand. You know, y'all talk, I mean, people talk like that. God understand. Ain't nobody perfect, yeah. fast crab. Look, I know, amen, I understand, amen, as long as you're in a human body, amen, you're a long way from being perfect. But that's not where you're supposed to set your affection. According to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2, you ought to set your affection on the things above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Yeah. Verse 16, to let the word of God dwell in you richly and all wisdom, glory be to God. Hallelujah. So what, you stop thinking the way you used to think? You start talking the way you stop. You eventually stop. You will. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, look at it, verse 11. Oh, Corinthians, uh-oh, Paul finna get him. He said, we have, open, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affection. Now, in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Verse 14. Be not... Do not be, rather, unequally yoked together with what? You see that? Yes, sir. People, let me tell you something. 
You have to you have to walk in wisdom because they might be people who go to church. Yeah, Bishop. But they don't believe nothing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm not talking about I'm the people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about believers, saved, saved believers. I'm talking about people that you know and I know too, amen, that, that go to church on Sunday from time to time, amen, but they do their do. You know they do their do. And then tell you, oh, don't be standing me like that. You know, going with everybody. Ain't nobody perfect. You need to let that person go. I'm telling you right now, I almost believe that God is talking to one of you, if not more, in a personal way. You need to let them people go. Now, I know you're going to miss them, but you better let them go. They will drag you in that hole that they in. You don't believe it, but they will. Hold, hold right there. Hold right there. Don't you know, I pastor in Everton. I watch people come into the church and give their lives to Christ with me preaching, just like I'm preaching now. I watch them. Amen. I just knew that they were walking with God. Slowly but surely, they start falling away from the church, coming in once in a while. Like, what, what's going on? What's going on? Well, Bishop this. Well, Bishop that. They had all kind of excuses. Amen. I find out later who they're associating with. Amen. Oh, I can't tell you who to associate no. with. I'm just your pastor. I can't tell you who to associate with. But I know they're going to be good for you. Amen. amen. The next thing I know, amen, especially after I left Everton, Amen. They start dying one by one. I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling the truth. People come to, Pastor, you know good well uh, such such a dies. Get out of here. Get out of here. They say, yeah, she, she died. Get out of here. Some of you know all of them. And I know you do. I know you know. They left here. They left here. You can't come under, under that type of teaching and get that close to God and then pull yourself back from that. Satan is waiting on you, Jack. He's going to take you out of this world. He's going to kill you with something. He's going to kill you. He's going to get you. You're, the, the, look, the closer you walk with God, you have to walk with him close. You don't never go backwards with God. You always go forward. You go forward. You always move forward. You don't play that game no. like that. that. Play that game like that. Because he'll catch you over here. Yeah. Yes. I tell you nothing but the truth. It hurt like everything when I heard about it. I said, get out of here. Pastor, they go. I said, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. How do you hear truth like that? Amen. People, I'm not bragging on me. But I know for a fact, amen, God has been using me to yeah. preach nothing but the truth for years. Preach the truth for years. Tell them, tell them I died for them. Tell them, amen, what price I paid for them. Glory be God. And then to treat your life, amen, with something less than that right there. Let me tell you something. The enemy will strip you naked. Now, I don't want to go bragging on him, but I hate what he does to Christians. It is only because Christians open the door and let him in to do that kind of stuff. 
don't you know that Jesus tells us, amen, that the enemy come to steal, kill, and so Jesus said he'll kill you. Jesus said, I ain't said, he said he'll kill you. He will destroy your life. He cannot do that when you got your covering. He can't do it when you got your covering. He might want to do it, but he can't do it. He can't do it. All of us need a covering. Need to cover yourself. Last scripture. Hebrews chapter 8. Stop leaving yourself so wide open. Brother Petro, do you know for years, and you know I'm telling the truth, you sit there, you heard every word I said, amen. I literally beg people. I beg them. Amen. One of my dear friends, she going on to be with the Lord. She said, Bishop, you just shove it down our throat. I said, don't say that. Don't say, I'm not shoveling that down your throat. I said, I, it's just that I watch and see what he does to people all over, everywhere. Amen. Supposed to be church people. Supposed to be, you know, and you see what he do to them. You say, but how is that possible? They have a Bible, but they don't read it. They have a church, but they don't go. And they put themselves in harm's way all the time. Consider this before I read that last scripture. Don't you know that 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 devil went to God, the Bible say, in the book of Job, and say, I've been trying to touch him, but you got a hedge around him, and I can't touch him. Don't you know he asked for permission? That's how bad he want to kill people. People listen to me. I'm being ignored, but it's okay. It's okay, because I'll be around. I'll be here. So you can ignore me all you want to. I'll be here. And I watch with my own eyes. Let me tell you something. Amen. He asked, he asked God, I want permission to kill him. Can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine? He did. That's just how cruel he is. I want permission to kill him. God say, a man that's upright, he hates evil. The Bible says, eschew evil. He hates evil. What are you kill him for? I hate him. Because he worship you. He is too faithful. And I hate him. All those other people in the East, the Bible said Job was the richest man. All those, he don't want none of them. I want this one right here. He's too dedicated to you. He's too devoted. I want him. I, we won't know until we get to heaven the fullness of that, but we do know that God said, okay. All right. So I'm going to let you touch all the things that he has, but don't touch his life. And what did he do? Amen. He killed a man's ten children. People, how cruel is that? The person you sitting next to, slap him for me. Please slap him for me. Amen. Look, 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 look. He killed their children. 
not going to be a little personal here. I'm thinking people listen to me. People, he couldn't touch Job. Come on, but the children apparently yes. not living with Job. Because right, they party. Yes. Kill the children. Yes. Took all the man's wealth. Yeah. Killed all, everything he had. Killed it. Only thing that Satan left is that old crazy wife. Amen. Talking about, uh, why don't you curse God and die? You know, what? Heifer, what are you saying? God had been this good to us. What are you talking about? But she did. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. And I ain't trying to speak for the Bible. You know she ain't mentioned no more in the Bible. After that. After God restored everything that Job had, amen, the Bible says Job got 10 more children. Job got 10 more children. I'm not certain whether she was the one. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I ain't certain whether she was the one. Ah, yeah. Gave him double for everything that he lost. And I often say that God used him as an example for us to understand that the devil can't touch you unless God permitted. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.